You're listening to the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we use scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Episode 132, where we talk about getting started and how to reach out and capture the future you see for yourself. Well, hello everyone. Welcome again to another episode of the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we're using scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Today, we're starting the journey. Isn't that exciting? I think it's exciting. And it's exciting to me to begin something. Now, um, we've, we, you might be saying, well, wait a second. We haven't started this thing yet? <laughs> What's all this talking been about? I mean, we, we've been talking and talking for weeks, and, and we haven't really started. Well, see, I I, I know I know it, it might be confusing, but see, what generally happens when we try to change anything in our lives is we start too quick, and, and we don't start with enough information. We don't start with enough, you know, thinking. We haven't put enough. We haven't built enough of a system. Uh, to really to really be able to sustain the kind of change we want to do in our lives. And so we start too quick and we fail. And we accumulate enough failures in our lives that we that we eventually stop trying to change something. And we just we believe the lie, the false narrative. Remember going all the way back to the beginning, the, the story we're telling ourselves, we start to believe that false narrative that, that we just can't change. I'm just somebody who can't change. I'm somebody who can't do this or that thing. And so we start embracing that because we haven't put in enough groundwork to get started on the right foot. So, so yeah, we've taken a long time. We've taken a, lo- a long time getting started. But now that we're now that we're getting to a point where, where we actually have a foundation, and and I'm not going to go back through all the previous uh, nine episodes of this season where we're talking about the framework. Uh, you'll have to do that uh, yourself. But by the way, welcome, welcome. We've got an, a lot of new listeners. I should have done that right off the bat, but hey. Uh, we've got a lot of new people listening. Thank you for for checking out the Jesus Habit podcast, and uh, and thank you for sharing it. Somebody's sharing it somewhere, and we appreciate that. If you have questions or comments, you can send an email to David at thejesushabit.com. And you might want to remember that because I've got a few worksheets for you today that, that we're going to cover uh, really quickly. I'm not going to get into too much detail about them because we just don't have time. I'm trying to keep this around 20 minutes so it's so you can listen to it on your drive to work. But uh, you may want to send me an email to david at thejesushabit.com to get a copy of these worksheets if you're interested. If, if not, don't worry about it. Just listen and, and take in the information. But yeah, we've talked a lot about a lot of things, but you know, we've talked about the foundation that's required. We've talked about uh, you know the story you're telling yourself, the inciting incident was what we talked about last week. How we need to create a moment in our lives, a, a starting point, and and you know like you know all the stuff that we've talked about, just like any story. You know, before the inciting incident happens in a story, uh, there's a lot of information. Most of the time, most of the time, there you know, sometimes as much as 25% of a book, 25% of the story, the first 25% of a movie that you watch might be building up to the inciting incident. It's it's getting shorter and shorter because we're losing our patience as a society for for building up to that. But but uh, you know, like the movie, it's a wonderful life. Almost a third, the first third of the movie is built, you know, building up the character of George. And it's all the backstory that you need before the inciting incident, which we talked about last week was when when uh, when his brother accidentally gives Mr. Potter 
uh, or he, Uncle Billy, sorry, Uncle Billy accidentally gives Mr. Potter $8,000 and that's the inciting incident and everything takes off from there. But there's a lot of buildup to that, just like we've had a lot of buildup to to this point, you know, where we're starting the inciting incident. But but now that the inciting incident has happened, now that you've created that moment, you've gone public, you've got your team and, and you've kind of done that, that uh, Blood Brothers ritual, whatever you ended up deciding, now it's time for the journey to begin. And that's where the journey always begins in a story. It's after the inciting incident. The inciting incident pushes the protagonist outside of their comfort zone, which requires them to now start a journey to resolve this problem, which is what we tried to do with the inciting incident we created last week. So now we're on this journey, right? The journey begins and there's some excitement, but there's also a little bit of nervousness. Like there's a nervous excitement about it, but we have to begin somewhere, right? Now there's 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 a a lie that I think a lot of us believe if you know, especially if you're perfectionist that we have to develop a perfect system and structure before we can begin. It's like okay, I, I want to I want to lose weight, but before I, I got to figure out all the food that I'm going to eat. Going to figure out my exercise regimen. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to keep myself from snacking. I got to figure out you know all these different things. I figure out the people I'm going to surround myself with. I got to figure out uh, you know the, uh, not going to um, Lunch, not going, sorry, I couldn't think of the word, fast food. Not going out to eat the fast food, junk food lunch. You know, we, th- we think, well, I've got to figure out this entire system. So w- the one mistake we make is starting too quick and not thinking out the system. But then it's easy to, to let the pendulum swing all the way the other direction and never start. Walt Disney said, the best way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. It sounds it sounds really simple, right? It sounds like well, of course, the the way to get started is to stop talking about something and start doing it. But but there's a temptation to never start until you get the thing just figured out. But if you read any book, if you read any story, if you've got, you know, any good movie that you watch, when when the protagonist starts their journey, they usually don't know what they're doing. Right? They usually don't have it figured out. And so part of the process that the protagonist goes through is just figuring out where to begin, where to begin. And so so the only way to really start a journey is to start it, right? A journey of a, of a thousand miles begins with one step. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? You know, so everything begins with one step, one small step that you, that, that, uh, that gets you moving in that direction. And what, we, what you're going to discover over the course of the next 13 weeks as we go through this journey, this series, is, is, that, is that you're going to try some things and they're going to work. You're probably going to try a lot of things and they're not going to work. The point is we have to be committed to finishing the journey. And when things don't work, then we have to look at them so that we can fix them. So, Really quickly, we'll talk about habit development. Habits, there's a basic three-step three cycle, three step cycle in habit development. There's the cue or the trigger. Some people call it a cue. Some people call it a trigger. It doesn't really matter. I'll probably use both interchangeably. There's something that cues the habit. There's the routine of the habit. And then there's the reward from the habit. So, so you get triggered uh, is the word I like. I probably like a little bit better. You get triggered. Something triggers you, something triggers this this uh, this new routine, or something triggers an old routine. This would be any bad habit in your life. You've got a trigger. Something triggers. Something's triggering all the bad habits in your life. 
There's some kind of trigger triggering every single bad habit in your life. Now, you may not know what it is. It may be so ingrained in your brain that you don't realize that it's there, but there is a trigger. There's something triggering it. Then you have a routine and then you have a reward. What your brain will do over time is once you hit that trigger, it'll hit you with a little bit of dopamine to reward you in advance for doing the thing that you haven't even done yet. So it becomes harder to overcome over time the more ingrained a habit gets. Now, remember, your brain is is all these neural pathways and your brain is working against you. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. We've already talked about it a little bit, but your brain is going to actively work against you through this next 13-week process to get you to stop trying to change things because your brain is wired to make you comfortable. Your brain is going to do everything it can to keep you from changing because your brain wants to conserve as much energy as possible. That's why we gravitate towards sitting on the couch and watching TV like I do. I do. That, that's like I've got my spot on the couch, just like Sheldon had on the Big Bang Theory. Like I've got my spot. That is my spot on the couch. And my brain, you know, it's like because my brain doesn't have to work because that's my spot. You know, and so like my brain doesn't even have to work. Am I going to sit on this side of the couch or that side of the couch? I don't even have to worry about that. It's just I've got my spot and I'm going to go there. I'm going to be there. So that's how your brain is wired to work. So your brain's going to fight against you. So you have to be ready for that in advance. You have to be ready to know that that you have to you have to think that okay my brain's going to be working against me so I've got to be intentional about this so I'm going to have to learn from my mistakes along the way I'm going to have to learn from my successes along the way but I have to be committed to finishing the journey just like in a story like any good story the protagonist is committed to finishing the finishing the journey right if you read a book and you read like 200 pages and the protagonist just gave up and didn't didn't defeat the enemy or or didn't didn't fix the problem or you know didn't find love or whatever if if you read a book where the protagonist just quit you'd throw that book across the room you'd be ticked off but we do that to ourselves all the time we're the protagonist in our story we're the hero in our own story in our own journey and yet we start journeys and we quit but we don't get mad at ourselves all right so so sorry, I was, I was in. I was in talking about habits. So you got the cue, you got the routine, you got the reward, and your brain will start to re, you know reward you in advance for those habits that are really ingrained into your brain. Those neural pathways are super highways, and it's like as soon as the trigger, boom, you've got the reward even before you've done whatever the whatever the habit is. Now. When you're creating a new habit, you've got to you've got to start working that process, and it takes longer. When you're creating a new neural pathway. It's intentional, and so so you have to work at creating this new neural pathway. So you have to have a trigger, you have to have a trigger, and you have to have a routine that comes in after that trigger, and you have to give yourself a reward. Sometimes you have to create, fabricate a reward before your brain starts rewarding you for the, for the habit and routine itself. Now, there's a book, um, let's see, I'm going to, uh, Caroline Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf, neuroscience, Christian neuroscientist, and uh, one of the things she says in this book... Um, Switch on Your Brain. That's the name of the book, Switch on Your Brain. Go check it out. Good book, good Christian book to read from a, a Christian scientist perspective about the brain. One of the things she says is that it takes 63 days to form a long-term memory. So if we're talking about habit development, we cannot, we cannot, it's just really hard, it's really challenging to install a new habit in your life in a short period of time. Now, it's possible. We'll get to that in just a second with James Clear and some of his research. Um, but but it takes 63 days to form a long-term memory. And after 66 days, a habit will start to feel routine. It'll start to feel normal. 
All right. So, so that's how long it takes. So that's why our church, we've structured things around 90 day journeys because it takes a, a good 60 to 90 days for a habit to become second nature in your life. So you have to be committed to this for a minimum of two months, right? Two months is just the bare minimum where you might start to experience some success in your life. If you're not going to commit to a two-month journey, you may as well not begin because you're probably not going to succeed at long-term life change, which is what I care about. I don't care about temporary changes. I care about long-term life change, which is why we're trying to make our new nature in Christ second nature using uh, this research. So be committed to it. It's going to take some time. That's why we went through the whole first part, you know, to build up the system that's going to help you stick with it. All right. It's more about, as James Clear says in his book, Atomic Atomic Habits, and I think it's actually in the appendix towards the end, it's about repetitions. The more times you repeat a habit, the the easier it is for your brain to to wire that habit in. Now, so, but this may not be practical, right? Like like, um, if you're doing intermittent fasting, for example, uh, to try to lose weight which I, I, I've done that and it's succeeded, and, and, and that's been some of the most success I've had when, I, when it's come to losing weight is intermittent fasting. Well, you can't intermittent fast like 20 times a day, right? <laughs> so there are some things that you can do over and over. So let, let's say if I, was, I just wanted to create like, the, like, uh, like in the office where Jim was doing that experiment with the, the, the uh, Pavlov's dog experiment with Dwight, and he's you know clicking the bell and giving Dwight a tic-tac and you know, seeing if it would do the same thing. And, and of course, his mouth fills with saliva and all that stuff. You know, it's funny. Like, you could do something, you could do a simple habit like that 20 or 30 times in a day and, and over the course of a week have developed a new habit. Simpler habits you can repeat more often and, and, and install them, so to speak, into your life on a, sh- on a quicker level, shorter time frame. But the more complicated habits take longer, and so you have to be committed to it. And so that's why, that's why I like the idea of, and I can't remember where it came from, habit stacking. Habit stacking. What is habit stacking? You probably already know what it is. It's where you use a habit that you already have, and you stack a new habit on top of that existing habit, to start, you know, training your brain to do that thing. Now, I'll give you a simple example. Um, I think that was um, Duhigg. I think it was Duhigg. I'm not positive. Somebody smarter than me had that idea. But uh, you stack a habit on another habit. For example, um, let's say, you know, everyone has a habit, you know, of, of brushing your teeth. Hopefully, you have a habit of brushing your teeth. So in the morning, you, if you want to do something, you, know, you can add something to brushing your teeth. So let's say you wanted to, to have an, a, you know, an affirmation statement. I am an awesome person. And so you're going to say that out loud five times. And so after you brush your teeth, you're going to look in that mirror and say, I'm an awesome person. I'm an awesome person. I'm an, whatever it is. You know, that's just a really simple, simple suggestion idea. But um, you know, another one is like every time you go to the bathroom, you could use that if you're wanting to create a more, you know, a habit of doing something. So for example, you might want to, uh, do 10 pushups after you go to the bathroom. If you're just trying to, you know, get a little bit of extra exercise in over the course of the day, that's one way you can do it. Okay. All right. So I'm going to run out of time. I may push this just a minute or two longer today uh, so that we can cover everything. Next week, we're going to talk about trial and error. And you're definitely going to want to pay attention to that because that's a big part of the journey, trial and error. And we'll get to that next week. Um, but, but there are two things that, that, I, that I've got worksheets for that can help you. I call it capture and then the trigger worksheet. All right. So there's a trigger worksheet and then there's the capture worksheet. Now, capture is my acronym for, for coming up with you know, the, the whole system for a specific habit that you want to develop. All right. So it's capture. 
You know, it's like that that thing you want to capture and and bring into your life. You're like, I'm that's I'm going to see this thing and I'm going to capture it and bring it into my life. Think think you know, you're picturing something, your your future self, and it's like this is this is not only how you see it, but this is how you capture it and grab a hold of it and it becomes reality. All right, so the C stands for conceptualize. It's a mental picture. Remember, all the way back to the beginning, we have to start telling ourselves a new story. So we don't just want to tell ourselves a new story, but we actually want to envision to visualize our ourselves succeeding, right? Spending some time thinking and praying about this new habit that we want to incorporate in our lives. And, and, and maybe even journaling and praying and meditating, doing some Bible reading around it, and really think this habit through in our minds before we actually implement it. So we want to see it in our minds before we implement it. Now we want to we want to analyze. We want to spend some time. So the C is conceptualized, the A is analyze. Spend some time thinking and praying to, to see what existing habits in our life will keep me from embracing this new future, what I call see, conceptualize, right? The conceptualize is that, that captured future. Um, so I need to analyze what are some things that are going to keep me from, from it, and then I, I need to prevent it. That's the P. I need to prevent. What am I going to do to prevent, A, that, that those things in the analyze section, what am I going to do to prevent those things from throwing me off, from getting me off track, right? So I need to come up with with a game plan to deal with those things that are going to keep me uh, from from succeeding, right? So if I'm oversleeping, if I'm lazy, if I've got excuses, if I've got a flawed way of thinking that comes up in the analyze section, then I need to come up with a plan in the prevent section how I'm going to avoid oversleeping, how I'm going to avoid making excuses, how I'm going to avoid being lazy, is that making sense? So conceptualize, analyze, prevent. Now T, the trigger. We already talked about this. What is something I already do that I can use to trigger this new habit? So I need a trigger. I need to trigger the new habit. So for example, I might add journal time after my Bible reading. Or you know, you know, when I plug in my phone at bedtime, I'm going to do my evening reflection. Or, or when my wife is getting ready for bed, I will do my evening reflection. Like there's something that's going to trigger this new habit. Or you know, whatever it might be. Those are just some examples that are pertinent to me as a pastor in our church, trying to get people to read their Bibles and journal and reflect and do all that stuff. All right. So, so conceptualize, analyze, prevent, trigger. U is for utter. This one you're probably going to feel a little bit different, uh, a little bit weird about. The word abracadabra is, a, you know, the word we associate with magic, right? But but the word abracadabra basically means to to speak it into existence. Um, so so we want to say, we want to create an affirmative statement. This is where especially guys have a hard time, like saying things out loud, out loud as an affirm affirmation is is a little bit weird. But look, this is how God designed the world to work. I mean, God created all of creation by speaking it. Everything in existence is a waveform. And so if we want to create a new reality for ourselves, a part of what we have to do is we have to actually start speaking it out loud in our world. So if I'm going to say, if I want to become a morning person, I have to start saying out loud to myself, I have to coach myself that I am a morning person. I'm a morning person. If we want to become a healthier person, I have to coach myself and say out loud, I'm a healthy person. Because right now we're believing a lie that I'm an unhealthy person. I'm fat. I'm lazy. I can never change. We're believing those things. So we have to start speaking to ourselves, telling ourselves through our mouths into our own ears that I am a healthy person. I can change. I have the ability to do things differently. So you have to start saying things out loud to yourself, right? You can also 
harness the power of peer pressure with your sidekick, your squad, and your coach, and, and, and say it with them, share this with them. I am a healthy person. I'm a morning person. I, whatever it is, and share it out loud with them and they will reinforce it to you. They can encourage it to you. That's why you want to be careful about picking those, those people really, really well. Now rehearse. So intentionally practice your new habits. So conceptualize, analyze, prevent, trigger, utter, rehearse. Now we're going to practice this new habit. We're going to practice it. We're, we're going to intentionally do the thing outside of the context when we need to do the thing. We're going to start practicing it uh, so that we can do it. So, so maybe you do this with your squad. Maybe you do this with your sidekick. You do it in, 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 uh, in community where you have more support to do the right thing. And then you start building the neural pathways so that you can do it when you're by yourself, right? So, so you're going to rehearse it. You're intentionally practice it. And the last one is echo. How often am I going to repeat this process? Also, am I going to be around people who are going to echo this back to me? Are they going to support what I'm trying to do? All right, so conceptualize. I got to see it in my mind. Analyze what are the things that are going to trip me up. Uh, P, what's going to prevent me? Um, how am I going to prevent those things from tripping me up? T, trigger. What am I going to use to trigger the new habit? U, I got to say it out loud. I got to utter it out loud to myself. I have to R, rehearse it, practice it, rehearse it, practice it, rehearse it, and echo. Repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, and get around people who repeat it. That's that's the capture uh, process. And, and that's what you want to do for this new habit. You want to really think through this new habit. And I've got a worksheet for it, david at thejesushabit.com. Send me an email, and I'd be happy to send that to you uh, just free, no, no, no cost. I've also got a triggers worksheet, and the point of the triggers worksheet is to help you work through the things that are triggering you right now. What are some things that are triggering bad bad behaviors, bad responses? What you know, the negative things. This is what we're going to discover is the unseen enemy, right? So we have an unseen enemy. There is an antagonist on this journey. There might be a physical antagonist. You might have someone in your life that you know that's an antagonist who's fighting against you, but. What we're going to discover is the unseen enemy, like happens in so many stories, the unseen enemy is ourselves and, and our, our weaknesses, our false beliefs. That happens in a lot of stories. We have false beliefs that keep us off track, that, that keep us from succeeding, and we've got to deal with those false beliefs. We've got we've got some bad patterns of thinking. We've got a bad internal narrative that we're telling ourselves. There's just There's an unseen enemy. The biggest unseen enemy we've already talked about is status quo, your brain trying to keep things the same. So our brain is going to be actively working to subvert the process of change. We've got to deal with that. That's why, that's why we, I created that triggers worksheet so you can start looking at some of these things that are triggering you. What triggers you, right? So, so there may be some things. Now, now, we haven't really gotten into the weekly and the daily things. We're going to get into that next week. But just start. Don't be afraid to just start. This is week one. It's not going to be perfect from week one. You're not going to have a perfect system figured out to, to begin. You just need to start, just like a hero in the journey, just figures out, and they just take a step. Take a step in whatever direction. doesn't matter what direction you step. At this point in time, you just need to take that step. Just begin, right? The best way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. We've been talking for a long time now. Now is the time to just start, to just begin. Now, you may be saying, well, I want to wait till the new year. That's fine if you want to wait. That's kind of a natural starting point. But I'd encourage you, just start right, right, right now. I mean, I mean, New Year's Day is just an ambiguous day. There's nothing about New Year's that actually helps you start other than it's just the start of a year. 
you can start right now and succeed just as well as you can by starting on January 1st. All right, so that's all I'm going to talk about today. If you have questions, send me an email, david at thejesushabit.com. I'd love to answer your questions, help you on your journey. Whatever I can do to support you, just let me know. I'd love to do that. Thank you for spreading the word about the Jesus Habit. Um, if you if you don't mind, I'd love it if you would consider giving a, re- a review on iTunes or whatever app you use and let people know that there's a way to change even if you failed time and time again. www.thejesushabit.com